Suffolk Pod Show is produced and managed by podtalk.co.uk. I'm Mark Mason. And I'm Susanna Hornby. Episode 37, Susanna talks to Pam Davis. She runs her own business, Fashion Candy Style, and is a regular model on the ITV This Morning Show. Hello, Pam. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Susanna. It's lovely to be here after my quick time changing. (laughs) Well, I mean, we really couldn't get in the way of, you know, a big television moment, obviously. What happened? Well, the thing is, it's been a little bit of a while. Obviously, I'm a regular model on ITV this morning, and um, it's been quite some time that nobody's been allowed into the studio. So I was pleasantly surprised last week to get a call to say, Pam, do you want to actually come into the studio? And I mean actually come into the studio. Um, They were only having a couple of models. They've normally been doing it down the line in Skype, but um, they said, yeah, we've decided we can have a couple of models and would you could be one of them. So, you know, it it was just humblingly, grateful that I could actually get on a train, go to London, get on a tube and actually go into the BBC television studios. It was amazing. It really, really was. It came, it was on yesterday. So Mm. I'm still a little bit in awe of it all. And um, yeah, it was fantastic. (laughs) My favourite subject, shoes. So it was great. Uh, Well, we'll talk about that in a lot more detail later because I've really loved to know a little bit more about um, Philip and Holly as well. But we'll go there. We'll go there in a bit. You are from Ipswich and come from a really wonderfully large family. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm one of six. Um, I have four elder, elder brothers and one sister. I'm luckily enough to have still got my mum and dad with me. They're 87 and 84. So, you know, I'm blessed for that. They basically inspired me. We know Ipswich is quite a, it's got quite a big Caribbean community. And you can imagine there's lots of them. You know, people used to have sort of six children back then. I don't think they do so much now, but all Caribbean families were quite big. So, um, yeah, so we, we all knew each other. We all grew up together. But, you know, we're just a, an ordinary working class family. My mum's a nurse. My dad works at Cranes, which is in an industrial place that used to be open in Ipswich. So mm. they were really, really hard working. So we looked after each other. Mm. You know, you, with your four older brothers, they, they've got to look after you, pick you up from school, mm-hmm. meet you up the bus stop, all that kind of thing. So, um, but you know, with, with my parents themselves, they inspired my strength in me mm. because all I saw for most of my childhood was them going out to work to put food on our table. You know, we looked after each other. So I I think that's where my inner strengths come from, especially from my dad's side, because he really is quite quite a strong, formidable character. So the other side of me is my soft side, which is my mum being a nurse for the whole of her life. Yeah. I know I say that in inverted commas. For the whole of my life, um, she she's got that really empathetic side to her. So mm. it was a really lovely mix. So I was growing up between you know swinging back from being really strong and resilient, and then have this little soft side as well. Mm. So it was really great. The best of both worlds, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So. And you had a busy childhood too here. I'm looking at ballet and Latin. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my childhood began when I was five years old. Because we had to look after ourselves as such, we went to ballet lessons. I went to Brownies Guides, First Aid, Junior Adventures. You know, all the, you know what they're like? They shove you out, don't they? You know, and off you go. And But it was fine because I think that's what instilled into me all the characteristics of being quite social because that's where I'm sort of sitting now. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty um, it was pretty 
pretty good. And then when I, I left all that, I sort of came sort of 12 years old. I went, I decided I love music and dancing like I still do now. And off I went to become a Borum and Latin dancer for mm. 12 years, which, you know, I could still cha-cha down the road if I needed to, you know, but I don't <laughs> think there's a lot of call for it nowadays. <laughs> Why not? I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, you know, church, Sunday school. Um, yeah. We attended the Church of England primary school. Then I went to Copperton High School. So, again, it was a really varied, fun, really, you know, you know, it wasn't, we didn't live with anything. We had what we had, you know. We mm. Mum knitted us our, you knitted us our jumpers and we put, you know, clothes handed down the line. So yeah. there was that humbleness about it as well. So yeah. I think that's where it, I, I kind of got all that from. Uh, and at some point, obviously, you left the family home and you went off and got a job, not in modelling. I did. <laughs> No, no, no. Funnily enough, I, I, we left school in them days, you're talking 40 odd years ago. You know, them days you came out of school, 1980, 16 years old, straight into work, left school the Friday, Monday morning, I was sitting at a desk at a shipping company becoming a clerk. I mean, that wouldn't happen now because there was no such things as universities and stuff like that then, was there? You know, and sixth form and nothing like that. So I left there with uh, O-levels and um, CSEs, which are really weird to say them now because I don't know what they're called now um but i left yeah i left i left there went out went went straight into work worked there for a couple of years met my first boyfriend and then me being me you know i became a young mum at the age of 18 mm. so um it was you know it was fine absolutely fine i know it wasn't kind of what we planned however it fits you deal with it at the time mm. don't you um now she's now 39 years old um, she's brought me two wonderful grandchildren i know and then i had another daughter who's 30 this year so it's you couldn't make my story up, really, if I'm honest with you. But it was wonderful, you know, yeah. and here I am now. So I don't regret any of it at all whatsoever. So I came into employment, became a young mum. But I'd always wanted to do something which was going to be sort of like dancing, socially, fashiony, all that kind of thing. Because I think the fashion came from the pink dresses, the sequins on the um, on the ballroom dancing, yeah. and the social side. And the music came from the music, from the dancing, etc. When I was at school, I was in a dance group. Mm. All of those. Things so you jumble them up and put in them in pot. I knew I wanted to do something into that field mm. as such. Mm-hmm. So once I'd had my daughter, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to let it stop me not doing what I wanted to do. I'm going to beca- try and become a model. And um, so if I weren't seeking my fortune, as you do, to London, you know, think you're going to be the next Naomi Campbell. However, <laughs> I was okay. I stumbled across, a, um, stumbled across a competition. I won it. It was for Girl of the Month, which was some magazine, Root magazine that they had in London back then. Mm-hmm. And um, I won it. And I think that's really where it kick-started my passion. Um, so I just continue to do that in and amongst bringing up children, working to obviously work to, to live. So I kind of just went into sales, admin, advertising, bar, you name it. You know, I sold, I sold phones, cars, you name it. I, 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 I loved it because I love talking. Yeah. So, so really? I thought, right, I'll get into that. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> so I thought, right, let's get stop it. I'll let you talk in a minute, Susanna. That's right. <laughs> you stop <not> it. Me. <laughs> oh, bless you. But no, it was and then I, I kind of went into corporate hospitality, which my love of football, I had a love of football because my brothers all love football. I went to work at Ipswich Town Football Club. Mm-hmm. It was really kind of like a real 
just a, oh, I'll go and get a part-time job thing. 17 years later, I ran the Premier Club, which is the one of the high corporate hospitality down at the yeah. club. So yeah. I was mixing fashion, football and hospitality, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It was a win-win all round, really. Yeah, sounds absolutely incredible. I'm not surprised, though, Pam, now talking to you. Bless you. <laughs> when did you take that step, that big step of saying I don't want to work anymore for anybody well it was really literally um when I had to convalesce I had a major operation women's operation nothing too serious I had to have that and for the first time I actually had to sit still okay which means I had to convalesce I wasn't allowed to go running around so I sat and convalesced for six weeks that to me is like six months so it really gives you time to think so I sat there and I remember it so rightly I was working as a rep for East Anglian Daily Times I'm mm. out in my car selling a 10 by 2 here there and everywhere <laughs> you know, as it is yeah. and I sat there and I thought hang on a minute I said I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I had on my wall at the time when I was living, I had pictures of shoes everywhere because I'm a real fashion freak. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. So I, at that point, I went back in after my convalescent, handed my notice in, left with no no job. I had no idea what I was going to do. But what I did know I wanted to do was become a personal stylist and work in fashion mm. and do what I love. So that's when I took the step, really. Mm. And that was back in 2000. So in 2011, I decided to launch my self-titled PDC, Pam Davis Consultancy, mm-hmm. offering styling services and also me as a model. So mm. that's where it really started really really quite minute I just wanted to style people mm. and then I was a model anyway so I could say well you can you can use me for that as well so that's where it really started let's fast forward I worked everything you work for nothing you know because you're not going to get anything apart from you've just got to put in what you get out mm. aren't you so mm. I worked for nothing all the time I talked to clients and eventually I started to get noticed I mean I was in fashion I every day's a catwalk for me so whenever I used to go out it was the fact that people with old Pam likes fashion. So it wasn't that people weren't aware that I liked fashion. It's just that I wasn't working in it. So I worked hard at it, really hard. I built my client bases and I, I then slowly began to get commissioned for lots of fashion shows and hosting. And it got into hosting jobs as well. I sort of slid into hosting because like you said, I do like a bit of a chat. I then I then thought, well, I'll, I'll start to do hosting. So people asked me to host shows. I was like, oh, okay, I like this. So that's kind of where it all it all sort of started to sort of emerge and mm. here we are that many years later and it's literally excelled into doing everything that I love. Mm. Well, you've brought it to yourself, Pam. You're so driven, well, I, you're so inspiring. I, I'm not going to apologise at all whatsoever. No, I wasn't expecting you to. So your, you, your um, consultancy, PDC Consultancy, can you just explain exactly what it does? So I went from PDC Consultancy, I'm now, it's now called Fashion Candy Style, just to say that. Yep. So it started off as fashion candy and then I put the style bit in. So it's a list of services. How The way I describe it, it's an umbrella of services, mm. a unique contemporary brand of fashion fusion. My ethos has always been to empower people. And so my ethos, again, is to empower people through style. I offer personal styling. That's first and foremost, because that's what I started out in. I'm a model, so I'm a freelance model. I then went into fashion event management, which is what I do. I'm sure we'll tip on that in a moment. Yeah. Um, 
I do do some editorial for various magazines. I host and compare various shows, including my own. And I've launched an event called Suffolk Fashion Show, which I direct. Again, I'll I'll probably chip onto that later. So on top of that, I've got a model for ITV this morning. And more recently, I'm a model for Trini London, which if anybody doesn't know, she's a stylist, but Mm. she's launched a massive, massive beauty brand, which is international. And I've been invited to become one of her models. So if you look onto the website, it kind of I appear on there in various beautiful colours looking wonderful, you know. So um, (laughs) other than that, a couple of years ago, because I need lots of models for lots of events, I had to launch a bank. Now, bank is almost like a model bank, which is almost like an agency. Difference between mine is I don't ask for any fees. What I do is I hold models a diverse range because that's what I'm all about the diversity of every single shade skin color and everything about people real people mm. putting them on my catwalk is that you can you can hire these people for for various things if you need to but more importantly I use them for most of my projects because mm. I need them in one bubble so I just called it a, a fashion candy style model bank yeah. so that's kind of the umbrella of services apart from being a mother and a friend and a wife yeah well there's never too much to do in a day. I don't think I need to do anymore. No. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm not doing anything, am I? I need well, you, to go and get a job. <laughs> you really, really do not. Right. <laughs> I expected there to be an awful lot what you do, and it's fascinating. And the Trini sure. London brand, my goodness me, that's uh, that's just yeah. taken off over the last few years. She's an amazing woman. Isn't she just? I've worked with her on This Morning. We first, When I first got invited on four years ago, she was my first star presenter, mm. and the rest is history. So it's she was always somebody that I really, really wanted to meet. And but on top of that, and I will just drop a couple of names in, is that Gokwan was my absolute star hero. Mm. So he was the one years ago when he launched um, How Not to Look Good Naked, that show, oh, however yeah. many years ago. Mm. That's that's when I decided I wanted to be a personal stylist. So when I actually started to become a model with this morning and met him, I had no words. He walked into the green room and I honestly swear I just lost my tongue. I smiled through this grinny, silly, <laughs> hello, Gok, you know, that yeah. really inane look. Mm. My style hero. So, you know, like I said, it's it's been amazing. Lisa Snowden, I've worked with Rochelle Humes, I've, so many of these wonderful, wonderful celebrity mm. presenters. So I'm, I'm very lucky. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, we talk for hours and hours about every single thing oh. that you do. But I do, you did mention it earlier, Bless I you. definitely want to talk to you about these events. Can can you tell us yeah. a bit more about the Suffolk fashion event that you do? So Suffolk Fashion Show launched in 2013, first taken to the Corn Exchange. I was working then as a model, actually. I just launched my consultancy. And uh, William Coe from Coes of Ipswich approached and said, Pam, we really need to do something for Ipswich. We need to do a, a fashion event because everyone has a, a fashion uh, sort of like week or whatever. Mm. It was Suffolk didn't. So he came up with the idea, came to me and myself and my co-director, Barbara Thomas, we said, OK, let's take this on board. So we went in, we worked with the council and everything went in 2013 in the in uh, the call exchange very very successful yeah. absolutely wonderful yeah. after that it kind of didn't want to happen anymore for however many reasons so i took it on board let's go really fast forward to now we're on year nine i hold the event every single autumn and i invite all the independents i have sponsors who sponsor me wonderful sponsors that sponsor me all over suffolk i have people who donate things i i raise money for charities mm. they've been 
a various amount of charities which I've, I've raised for every single year and they've always been different mm. however the last couple of years I have raised it for Lighthouse Women's Aid because it really is something which I work in an Avanti group and they're part of that and I, I just think it's such a great charity so we take it to Trinity Park I've taken it to various venues but this la- the last three years it's taken it to Trinity Park mm. obviously last year I couldn't because we couldn't do anything so we took it virtually and we just done it indoors Lovely. so it's an event which I direct I have an amazing team of people who work with me I couldn't do it without them I use all the models I use like I said I raise money for charity we take it from an April to an October production so it's quite hard work mm. but again I could not do it without the team that I have uh, my co-directors are fantastic you know they they lead the, the lead the field I'm the one who just stands up there and hosts it and puts it all together but mm. they're fantastic mm. and I'm really really proud of it we are in year nine we probably I've decided this year I'm not going to do it in an event centre because I don't think I and we feel comfortable enough because we normally get to about 300 people at a time yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to be comfortable with that in October regardless mm. so I've decided to do it again virtually this year there's a few venues that I've got in mind but we're going to celebrate year 10 next year and go out with a huge bang <laughs> and we're going to take it back to Trinity Park we've got to yeah. by next October I mean come on yeah. we've got to at least be able to get into a, an event centre and put and hold a really nice event haven't we yeah. fingers crossed Gosh, fingers crossed I do hope so yeah now something that you can and you are able to do uh, throughout whether it's online virtually or person to person is the styling that you do and sure. shopping for people that I, I love don't it. know uh, it's been massive in the states for years and years and years and I've oh. only I would say in the last few years since all these people have been coming onto the television and people like yourself have really bought it to the can I say the normal person absolutely with celebrities but not not to do that. No, you're absolutely spot on there, Susanna. It's exactly that. Before, previously, it used to be a celebrity with a personal stylist. Woo! You know, <laughs> but what you've got to what what you've got to realise is that we're all quite. We've all got different lifestyles. We've all got different budgets. If if you need somebody to help you to make you feel better, albeit whether it's just having a consultation, looking through your wardrobe and saying, Do you know what, that's not quite right for you. It's not quite the right size. It's not quite the right colour. And it's not the right shape for you. Let me help you. And that's the kind of thing that is. It's not about I've got a personal stylist because I can shop from up the top to write at the bottom because it doesn't matter where anything comes from it's how and how you wear it mm. and is it right for you so what so what I do as a personal stylist I consult them I have we have a really good chat so it's quite an intimate a service because you get to know that person and you get to know how far that person goes how confident they are mm. and how do they step out of their comfort zone are they willing to step out of their comfort zone so it's all about that once you've established that I rummage through their wardrobes, best job in the world, you know, getting hold of some, getting hold of somebody's wardrobe and slinging it into three piles and saying, you're going to get rid of that. We don't know about that. You've given that to charity and then we're keeping them. Mm. So that's how I kind of do it. Mm. And then we replace it with a personal shop if yeah. we can, if the budget allows to. And if it doesn't, then we work on it. We do it once a month. We might do it once every two months. Mm. We might do it in one big hit. It really just depends on what you're doing people change shape jobs lifestyle relationships all of these things add to how and how you present yourself and that's my job as a personal stylist and how I present it 
Awesome, Pam. Totally awesome. How do people get in touch with you? They get in touch with me, various methods, predominantly all the W's, fashioncandy.style. That's my website. Mm -hmm. I'm on all the socials, all the socials under Fashion Candy Style. That's on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And also my uh, Suffolk Fashion Show is also on all the socials and on the web. And um, myself as Pammy Styles, which is just kind of like me being me doing things every single day. But yeah, work-wise, you'll, you'll find it under Fashion Candy Style. I also have now got an office as well, which I'm really proud of. Mm -hmm. So I sit in the St. Peter's Street, which is the Saints. Um, and it's just um, in that row of beautiful shops. And I sit mm -hmm. above the Blitz restaurant, which is... Um, um, I'm on the top floor. So, you know, I'm very happy for people to just come in and to sort of say if they want to chat. But again, it's good for me because I can then hold my consultations there. Yeah. Um, I have to go into people's homes if I have to, but sometimes it's nice for people to come out of their home and come to me. So mm. I'm really lucky that I now have that space to do that. Mm. But um, just contact me if anybody needs any help at all whatsoever from any of my services, just get in contact and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm there. Fantastic. Now, I did ask earlier, so I'm going to have to ask you again. Are Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby just fantastic people? Because they just seem it. As they are, Susanna. Yeah. Holly is just lovely. I mean, she, you look at her and you just think, wow, Philip is just exactly what you think he's be. Again, when I first met them, mm. I couldn't talk. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> these, these people that you see on the telly all the time and you think, hold on, you're actually in front of them. They're talking to you mm. and all of that. But they, they're exactly what they say on the tin. I mean, I've worked with them as presenters. I went to This Morning Live for two years as well and joined them for four days there. And yeah. it's just so nice seeing the, the backstage of it as well because of what I do as well. It's just highly, highly fascinating. But they are, Susanna, they are lovely. Eamon and Ruth equally. They're very, very mm. different presenters. But again, I've worked with them as well. So, yeah, but yeah, Holly and Phil, I, I saw them yesterday, but not to talk to. They were outside, but I did yeah. see them yesterday. Yeah. So that's really nice. Mm. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> I, I heart back to those days of Philip Schofield in that cupboard. That's really in that fun. cupboard. <laughs> the broom cupboard. Yes. <laughs> are we old enough to remember that? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, it's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us, Pam. You're very, very welcome. I've enjoyed it. I've thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> talking to you. And I just think the whole this this whole sort of thing that you're doing, I think, is wonderful. Just keep, keep doing it. It's great to <laughs> just share things with people who live in Suffolk and mm -hmm. what they're doing but it's absolutely wonderful and I have really enjoyed myself so thank you both very very much. Well thank you very much. Is there anyone else you want to say thank you to Pam? Yeah I'd like to say thank you to my friends, my my <laughs> real close friends, they're going to know who I am my family and a huge huge thank you to the Fashion Candy Style team Georgia Watson, Frankie Palumbo, Barbara Thomas Jamie, I could keep going on but <laughs> I, without what I do I couldn't. And obviously my sponsors, models, close for everybody, everybody who supports me and everything I've done for the last 10, 12 years. I couldn't do it without them. So I thank them from the bottom of my heart. That was beautiful. Thank you, Pam. And bless you and take care. Thank you, Susanna. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for listening to The Suffolk Pod Show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or you can visit our website, podtalk.co.uk. And here's our disclaimer. The Suffolk Pod Show will not be held responsible for any omissions or errors in its podcast. The Suffolk Pod Show is produced purely for entertainment purposes. Views and opinions are that of our own or that of our guests.